0: Welcome to Cinemocracy. This is the podcast where you vote on what movie I should watch and I watch it. See, I told you I could make that simpler. Anyway, I'm here to talk about, well, not yet, but I will be talking about the movie that was voted on this past week. Uh, This is the third movie, third episode, and I did a smaller poll this time. I only did five movies made up of movies that had performed well on the two previous polls. But the winner this time was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, directed by Ang Lee. It's a wuxia film, which basically means it's a Chinese martial arts movie. It came out in July of 2000 in China and then was released in the U.S. in December of 2000. All the dialogue is in Mandarin Chinese. As far as I know, there's no dub for this movie. It was released with subtitles in the U.S. And it actually became, at the time, the highest-grossing foreign language film that was produced overseas in American history. It was nominated for 10 Oscars... Including Best Picture, which it didn't win, but it did win Best Foreign Language Film, Best Art Direction, Best Original Score, and Best Cinematography, which at the time, I guess, was the most for a foreign language film. And yeah, just a really highly acclaimed movie that I've always meant to get around to seeing, but just haven't. And I'm excited to watch it. I feel like it's a movie that when I was younger, I didn't have a whole lot of interest in. It looked kind of boring to me at the time it came out I was what like 10 years old maybe I remember seeing trailers for it and the image that sticks with me a lot is obviously I think the one of like characters kind of like running along the treetops kind of defying physics kind of like fantastical movement I don't know how much of that is actually in the movie like how much of the movie is like fantastical as opposed to more down to earth I'm gonna guess it's somewhat of a mix of both but I don't really know. I I feel like I've seen parts of scenes with no audio from this movie on screens in the background and like bars and stuff in the past few years but other than that I have very little exposure to it and Ang Lee actually has a number of movies that I'd like to get around to seeing got a lot of really well received movies uh, Brokeback Mountain, Sense and Sensibility, The Ice Storm, those are a few that I'd heard of before but the only other movie of his I've actually seen is the Hulk movie from 2003 the one with Eric Bana not the one with Edward Norton the the bad one uh, which I've only seen once at the time I was young like 12 or 13 years old I liked it then but I feel like in retrospect if I watched it again I probably would not care for it I've seen like clips of it since then and doesn't look like it holds up in fact it wasn't well received at the time at all although it's not Angley's worst critically received movies he's got a few others that were not received well that i probably won't watch like taking woodstock billy lynn's long halftime walk and uh his most recent one gemini man the one with uh, will smith who like plays clones of himself or something i don't know i didn't see it didn't look good anyway that's about all i have for this intro uh i'm gonna go watch the movie now and i'll be back Mm, that was good i liked that all right, where to start? So, plot-wise, we have two characters we meet right away, uh, Li Mu Bai and Yu Shu played by Chao Yun-Fat and Michelle Yeoh. Uh, they both play warriors, and you find out right away that Li Mu Bai's master was murdered by someone named the Jade Fox, who he's vowed to seek vengeance on, but at the the beginning of this movie he is feeling worn out by the warrior lifestyle and is looking to kind of like give it up and so he is giving away his sword to Sir Tay, who is uh, his benefactor, I guess. The, the movie introduces a lot of characters and backstory kind of really quickly right at the beginning. And I'll be honest, I didn't follow all of it super well. Like, I guess it, it kind of becomes a little more clear as the movie goes on. But I was a little lost for the first, I want to say, like half hour of this movie. Not, not in a way where like I felt alienated from it but in a way where I wasn't 100% on all of the relationships between the characters and like who everyone was supposed to be especially when we get like the first like action sequence there were a lot of people kind of around that I wasn't 100% sure who they were and they're all kind of talking about each other and I, I wasn't 100% on board with what people were saying the whole time but that did get better as the movie went on it did kind of simplify and become a little more clear so yeah our, our third main character is Gen Yu who is played by Zhang Zi. and I, I apologize I'm probably not saying these names correct but I'm trying Oh, uh, but yeah all three of these main actors are really good I liked all of them I was thinking about how with foreign language movies when I'm watching with subtitles there is a certain amount of like acting you know voice acting with delivery that I can sort of pick up on and that sort of affects the way I interpret the acting performance, but it's hard because, you know, I don't speak Mandarin Chinese, so I don't know, like, the inflections or, you know, what sounds natural when people are speaking in that language, so it's hard to judge based on that, so I noticed when I'm watching foreign language movies a lot of the time, I'm really focused on, like, facial expression and face acting more than I would be normally maybe and most of the actors in this movie but especially these main three just had great great face acting I I loved their expressions they really sold it for me Anyway yeah Jen Yu is like this princess-ish sort of character and she's engaged to be wed to someone that she's not super interested in marrying and she talks about how she's really jealous of like the other two characters warrior lifestyle and we end up finding out that she actually has been training with Jade Fox the woman who murdered Limu Bai's master and she is an extreme. Accomplished warrior herself, and she, in the guise of like a ninja, steals Limu Mubai's sword from Sirte, and this like leads to a confrontation where Jade Fox joins a fight, and this like police officer who is investigating Jade Fox gets murdered and creates an outrage. But Limu Mubai kind of sees how talented Gen Yu is and thinks that she can be turned good, I guess, and wants to train her. And the rest of the movie. Is is her kind of like resisting that and it doesn't get a whole lot more complicated we do get this like long flashback segment right smack dab in the middle of the movie where Gen Yu meets this guy uh, low in the desert and they fall in love and that becomes like a big plot point going forward but it's a little the way it kind of like suddenly happens the, the flashback sequence is a little awkward I, I wouldn't say it like fully derails the movie but it does feel like it maybe could have been structured a little less sloppily yeah kind of the main thing of interest in this movie is like the fight scenes and the choreography it's really good for a martial arts movie um about as good as i expected it to be it's not like mind-blowing but it's extremely solid and i enjoyed it a lot and there's i guess one of the conceits of the movie that i touched on in my intro where i knew there was like sort of a fantastical element to it is that these warriors have trained sort of in this religion i guess that that allows them to tap into some sort of spiritual power that basically makes them defy gravity. They can like fly around and jump really high and kind of like run up walls and stuff. And sometimes in the movie it looks great and it's really fun. I really like it as an element of the movie because it opens these fight scenes up in a way that they wouldn't have been otherwise where like fight scenes would have been more contained to like one spot. Now they just like go all over the place because they're just jumping and running and flying around everywhere and so, like I said sometimes it looks really good other times it does look kind of goofy and weird in a way that could have been a little better maybe but I, I don't know I can't criticize it that much I feel like it's one of those things where once you kind of embrace that element even when it's silly like it is what it is and it's easy to kind of let go of how silly it looks and just enjoy it and there are certain segments where even the parts where it looks the silly are some of the more interesting and visually cool parts of the movie like there's towards the end the part where I was talking about they're like in the treetops and just trying to like balance on top of these like really like thin bamboo branches and it's really cool and it's very unique and it looks weird but the concept is so good and it's executed well enough that it's really fun to watch. But there's also plenty of, like, more standard fight choreography. And I think that helps the movie a lot, too. It's not all of this, like, fantastical stuff. There's a lot more toned-down, just traditional kind of fight choreography. There's one scene in particular between Zhen Yu and Yushu Lien where they are just having this crazy showdown where Yu is just using a bunch of different weapons to fight Gen Yu. And it's great. The choreography is great. The sound design of like the different weapons hitting each other is great. It's really fast, but you can always tell what's going on. It's shot really well. uh, And it's a lot of fun. And I enjoyed that a lot. And there are a few other scenes like that as well that are just really good traditional martial arts choreography sequences. And I love that stuff. So I had a ball with that. As far as the story goes, I mostly enjoyed it it did feel sort of at points overly simplistic where like the drama between these characters is pretty simple and melodramatic but the acting really sold it. I mean these actors do a really great job embodying their characters expressing the emotional elements of the plot that they're supposed to and they really make it work and by the end it gets pretty somber and kind of poignant and the end itself was pretty bold I thought and not what I was expecting so I would say overall the story does what it needs to do and the actors make it work I mean it's not one of the most like mind-blowingly impressive movies of this type that I think I've seen and that in a way makes it sort of surprising that it was so overwhelmingly successful in the United States at the time because I'm not sure I feel like the movie is so specific specifically geared towards western audiences as to be like pandering. I mean I have read that Ong Lee's portrayal of China in this era that he's portraying even though it's I guess it's not like nailed down to a specific era but it's sort of loosely set during the Qing dynasty and that it's not like super accurate and that he actually does blend like eastern and western aesthetics and concepts to kind of create this version of China that maybe is a little more in line with what people would expect, especially in the West. So I guess in that way, I can understand how it's aimed towards Western audiences a bit. But like I said, it doesn't feel like pandering in that way. And the way the movie presents itself still feels very genuine in terms of like the type of movie that it is. So I wonder if its success has more to do with specifically that it was like a director who had some movies that... That had gone over really well in the US already and the fact that I think they advertised the hell out of this movie like I remember seeing tons of commercials for this movie and I can't think of a lot of other movies of this type that were advertised in the US as aggressively before this and they specifically advertised I think like the the elements of the movie that were kind of weird and unique and I think that probably just made people be like yeah this looks odd I want to go see this. And I don't know necessarily how much that translated to general audiences like enjoying the movie, but definitely it was very critically well received. But yeah, I was just, I don't know, I was thinking about that, how it's interesting that this movie specifically was so successful, because just in terms of the movie itself, I don't know if I could pinpoint one element of the movie that would be overly appealing to a general audience, which is not at all a criticism of the movie whatsoever. If anything, I think that translates to it feeling very genuine in a way that I enjoyed. So yeah, I think that's about as much as I have to say about this movie. Um, I'll give it a rating. Let's see. You know what? I would say this is this is an 8 out of 10 for me. I enjoyed it a lot. Very good movie. Uh, would recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it, especially if you like martial arts movies. And yeah, I'm going to have to check out some more Ang Lee films at some point. There are a few other ones that I've been interested in seeing. So like I said in my first episode, I think I will let a movie by a certain director getting voted on who has other movies that I want to watch be kind of an incentive to do that. But before I get to more Ang Lee movies, I think I'm going to watch more Miyazaki, Studio Ghibli stuff, especially since there's a lot more of that that I want to get to. So we'll see. At some point down the line... I might choose another Ang movie to just do without it having been voted on, but not right away. And yeah, there should be a new poll up if you're listening to this on Discord. In our Discord server, you can find the link to our Discord server in the description. So yeah, as long as it's close enough to the day that this episode got released, the next poll should be there for you to vote on. And if it's like weeks from now, then maybe a different poll is up. Join the server and you'll know when those polls get put up because I'll tag everyone in the server. And before I go, just a couple plugs. I have another podcast called Untwisted where me, an American friend, and two of our Australian friends talk about a beloved Australian kids show called Round the Twist that's uh very strange and a lot of fun. So check that out, Untwisted. And actually, a brand new podcast just dropped with my friends Brady and Slime and myself talking about the Disney Plus podcast. Marvel shows. And the first episode that finally just dropped is a late wrap-up of the entire season of WandaVision from a few months ago. So check that out. It's a really good, fun discussion. And we're going to continue releasing episodes for each subsequent show. We've already recorded ones for Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then we'll have one for Loki and etc. So check that out. That podcast is called Consumer Reports. That's C-O-N N-S-O-O-M-E-R Reports, plural. Uh, Untwisted isn't too hard to find. It's on pretty much every platform and you can find it pretty easily by Googling Untwisted Podcast. The new one, Consumer Reports, is a little bit difficult to find right now, so I will link that in the description. I think it's on like Spotify and Pocket Cast currently. You just gotta make sure you spell it right when you're searching for it, but Google doesn't seem to pull it up even if you spell it right. So for right now, I will put links to both of those podcasts in the description in case you're interested in checking them out. And yeah, that's about all I've got. Uh, Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time for the next movie. Bye.